Tired of overpaying for the little blue pill? What if you could get the exact same results for just a fraction of the price, guaranteed? Well, now you can with sildenafil, the active ingredient in the blue pill. With 20 milligram generic sildenafil tablets, you get the exact same results for less than $2 per pill. And again, the results are guaranteed. That's right. Absolutely guaranteed results for a fraction of the cost of the little blue pill. So give your wallet a break and call us toll free at 800-365-6017 to get your generic sildenafil delivered discreetly to your door. And of course, while saving hundreds of dollars, you'll also be saving time by saying goodbye to those long, embarrassing pharmacy lines once and for all. Again, just call 800-365-6017 and get your generic sildenafil with a 100% money-back guarantee. Getting your pills doesn't get any easier or cheaper than this, so call 800-365-6017 now. One. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk, Cal. I don't have any uh, voice here. You can, can't hear yourself now? No, no we I, can't hear anything. Can you hear me? What? Okay, good. Keep going. Yeah, right, no, just, I hear you fine. Go ahead. Right, if going. you I'll, can hear me, that's fine. I'll be I'm right good. there. Keep oh, going. I can't hear myself. Yes, I'm okay. fine. Can okay, keep me? talking. I'll be there in All a second. Right, we'll keep talking. Right. Anyway, we are here live at Radio Law Talk with some technical difficulties. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Uh, I am your host, Frederick Penny, with Cal Hunter and uh, Todd Cunin, who is our illustrious uh, superstar uh, W, what is it? The WW- w- WWE 2K19 video game came out in uh, late 2018 for the 2019 season. I was uh, Baron Blade, and I was also Baron Blade in 2K20 that came out in the fall of last year and is what all, all right. the kids are playing right now. That's it. All right, and uh, remember, we are talking about... Uh, Legal issues, but we're not giving legal advice. Seek legal counsel. Uh, everything we talk about usually is allegations. And uh, these allegations, remember, you are innocent until proven guilty. That is a very important point. We are non-political here. We say both sides of the story. Uh, we don't care whether you're left, right, middle, or uh, all over the place. Left, right, middle, depending on the, on the week. We care about just getting it right. So, yes, we do. Um, we are going to talk today about Weinstein, Hour 2. Weinstein is uh, keeping us busy, shall we say, during Radio Law Talk because we do not uh, – th- th- this is at least a one-hour show. We're going to talk about the following. We're first going to talk about uh, – we're going to first talk about um, the case. We're going to talk uh, – what's going on. We're going to talk about the jury. Yes. We're going to talk about an issue with one of the jurors. We're going to talk about um, the witnesses and yes. some of the things that the witnesses are saying in this case. And then we're going to give us a little bit about our opinion and some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. So uh, anyway, to make a long story short, we, we're going to have a good time. And then we have case or no case, which we're going to do after we talk about Weinstein. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll get things rolling with... 
Harvey Weinstein here. We just get right into it, and we're going to try to follow a bit of the way the trial has gone, starting with the issue that came up with a juror. So we'll, we'll just lead off with that. Last week, they did jury selection, and you know when you do the jury selection, the attorneys expect that people are going to be honest in the questionnaires, they're going to answer truthfully, and if the jury, if the either side or the judge during the case of a uh, penancy of a trial finds out that some of the jurors, a juror may have not been truthful in how they approached a case or how they answered their questionnaires, those jurors can be removed from that case. That's why they have alternate jurors. And I believe in this case, there are three alternate jurors waiting to fill a spot if somebody is booted. Well, in the Weinstein case, they went through jury selection, and they showed up to start the case to have opening statements done by the prosecution and by the defense. And lo and behold, when they were out the night before or over the weekend, the defense became aware that one of the jurors, known as juror number 11, female, is actually a novelist who has an upcoming book about predatory older men and obviously the defense believed, wait a minute, she didn't mention that at all in the questionnaire. She didn't mention that when we were talking to her. And and she should be bounced from the jury. She should... She shouldn't sit on the jury for two reasons. One, because she wasn't truthful in the questionnaire and answering the questions. And two, if she's writing a book, she is going to bring a certain amount of prejudice to the proceedings. That would be their argument. And and she should be removed. And the prosecution obviously said, no, 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 I, yeah, they, she should stay on. It's It's okay. And the judge, Fred... The judge agreed to keep the person on the jury. I was shocked. So what it is is a judge, there's two types of uh, challenges. There's yes. for cause and preemptory. So you only get so many preemptory charges. We've talked about that. Yes. It's 10 to 20 in New York. This is a New York case, and we don't know if it's 10 or 20. They've already got their preemptory charges. That means they just ones that they just kick off for no specific reason. They're not supposed to say why, but they just kick them off uh, unless they uh, there's an issue there. But but for cause is something that's very clear. But it is really judicial. It's a very uh, a strong leaning toward the judge's discretion on whether or not they're removed for cause. Because what the judge can argue is, well, you could have removed them for, for uh, you know, for not for cause, but for uh, as a preemptory. But the argument on the defense is, but we didn't know this. They weren't. They Abs weren't completely forthright. Absolutely. The, the exercise of the peremptory challenges occurs during the normal jury selection. This all took place after jury selection was wrapped up, and they found out about this. And look, the, the challenges for cause are if there is a reason to believe that that person cannot be fair and impartial. It, it, when I do a trial, it's usually people that say, look, I got friends who are cops, and I just – I could I could never – 
agree with the defense because, you know, I have friends in law enforcement. Well, that would be a challenge for cause. They're being truthful that they couldn't be fair and impartial if somebody thinks that they've already made up their mind. Now, if the defense was not able to show that this person, because she's writing a book, could not be fair and impartial, they may have an issue for they may not be able to show that she should be excluded for cause. But if they can show and I, I'm surprised that they were not able to or the judge didn't agree with it. If if they argued that this person was dishonest on the questionnaire, it was not truthful during jury selection, then that should be a cause challenge all itself. It doesn't matter if she says she can be fair and impartial. She lied. That would be the argument. Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting about that, though, Todd, is and, – and this is the thing I just kind of wondered. So when you choose your jury, you have alternates. Yes. So if the judge says, well, I don't want to just get this pro- – I want to keep the process going, of course it's going to keep going. You know why it's going to keep going? Because you've got an alternate. Choose one of your alternates. And I doubt – got to look. I can't remember. I think they have I, three, three alternates. Yes. Usually you have two, but they probably have three alternates. Boot that person off and use an alternate. And by the way, the alternates are actually sitting there just like a normal juror, juror, and they've heard the case. That's right. When they call all the jurors to come in, 15 jurors right now walk in and sit down. Only 12 are the active jurors, but the other three are listening to the evidence. I'm wondering if the judge is concerned that given the number of mistrials, because the defense moved for a mistrial here based upon based upon the arguments they made with regard to juror number 11 and the court denied it. But if the defense moves for a mistrial, the the judge may be concerned that the defense is going to try to start ticking off these jurors. And what happens when you run out of alternates and now you're down to 12 jurors or left, right? You got 12, you've already used your three alternates. And one of those jurors then does something where they should be booted. Well, guess what? That's a mistrial. you got to start all over again. Well, and not only that, I think that it's going to come down to also, Todd, that there may be an issue of uh, they're setting something up for an appeal. Don't forget, lawyers will set up, okay, I'm going to set this up for an appeal later if we lose this case. And I think that may be an appealable uh, issue. I, I'm not saying they'd win on appeal, but it's something they could argue in appeal. So we're going to be back after the break. Uh, I'm Fred Penny, your host, Radio Law Talk. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at radiolawtalk.com. We'll be right back. Way to keep the airplane in the air, guys. We'll continue with more Radio Law Talk in just a little bit right here on your radio and, of course, on radiolawtalk.com. We thank you for listening wherever that may be. We'll be right back. Hold on. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call, 916-259-4043, 916-259-4043, Concussion Medical Clinic. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose on with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Company. Oh, come on. No points for you. You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. So, again, we always say without Weinstein or without maybe Avenatti, without Johnny Depp, without a bunch of these 
individuals, we wouldn't have anything to talk about. Johnny Depp, by the way, uh, I like Johnny Depp, but it just seems like there's always lawsuits going on with or without Johnny Depp. But we're saying with Weinstein, there's always something going on. And I like this unto the OJ trial. Those of you who are over 40, you remember the OJ trial going on? Uh, I was a lawyer and a very busy lawyer at the time, and people were going, you know, you know what's going on with the with the OJ trial? No, I'm too busy in trial yes. to deal with that. But now that I'm older and I'm the managing partner of a firm, I'm able to take some time and do the radio show. So I do follow these things, and we're following Weinstein, what's going on. So we just finished up talking about this juror that is uh, that, that Todd about wrote this book. It is so interesting why the judge didn't uh, kick this juror off for cause. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO if you have a question about it, or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Or, by the way, I always forget to say this. Uh, email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. Info at radiolawtalk.com. We get a lot of emails during the week for people who listen to our podcast later on. So, Todd, you had a point. Yeah, just to follow up, to finish up with about this juror, as a prosecutor, it's very easy to think, okay, we won that motion, we kept the juror, we won here, we won here. Prosecutors have to be very careful having the I-have-to-win mindset. Technically, my opinion is that in a jury trial, nobody wins anything. If the defense prevails, all the defense really won, if you will, is, hey, I get to continue to enjoy the presumption of innocence as it relates to that act. And if the prosecution wins... What they've really won is the ability to remove that constitutional right from somebody, and then they're sentenced. It's not like a civil trial where the winner gets a pot of money or they, they receive the check. It's, it's very different. And if prosecutors get too much into this mindset of, I have to win, I have to win, they'll lose the idea in this particular instance that, this great victory you think you might have as it relates to this jury could very well be the basis for undoing all of your work if an appellate court decides that person should not have sat on the jury. Yeah. In my opinion, this early on in the case, it would have been much cleaner to say, you know what? I'd rather err on the side of caution. Let's get a new juror in there. There, At that time, there had been no opening statement, no evidence presented, nothing. It was the perfect time to take one of the alternates and sit him in there and let this person go. But they didn't. And, and now you run the risk, if you're the prosecutor, of having it all undone. If you get a conviction and a later court says, yeah, that was error. That person should have been bounced. Let's talk about the first witness. The first witness, okay, Todd knows more about, uh, you know, the who's who of Hollywood. He's a Hollywood boy. He, he's down there. He goes to, actually, you went to, recently, you went to the Academy Awards of, no, the, was, of the Young Actors. Yes, it was the Young Actor um, Awards ceremony. Uh, this is back in, in May. And you know all these people in there winning awards for. Did you win anything? No, I was I was too old. I, yeah. I, I was too old. How, however, I, I mean I was. A lot of stage moms. <laughs> you know, a lot of lot of a uh, lot of stage moms there. But okay, so we're talking about who is this individual that steps? I'm I'm not a big follower of, of what score. Uh, An Annabelle uh, Sciorra. Annabelle Sciorra. Look, if you watch if you watch The Sopranos, she was in she was on The Sopranos. She was also in a movie with Sylvester Stallone called Copland. I don't know if you recall that one. It's where he played a 
He played a deputy sheriff that lived in the suburbs of New York where a lot of New York cops would live. And he was kind of looked down upon by the New York police officers as the, the guy who couldn't make the force, but good for you out here as a sheriff. And then he ends up having to investigate corruption. She was in that movie, and one of her allegations against Harvey Weinstein comes as a result of of things that happened over at the Cannes Music Festival mm -hmm. in France when she was there promoting Popland. And she says that Weinstein, she alleges Weinstein engaged in some conduct. And, you know, that was the testimony that she talked about happening in, in Cannes and also as, as corroboration for a pattern based upon conduct that occurred in New York. You know, he, he, Weinstein can't be prosecuted for what happened in France, but it's being introduced to corroborate and show a pattern that corroborates what she alleged happened in New York that she is alleging was rape or sexual assault. So she testifies and says that that's what happened, and then the defense. Did I miss that you said it was around 1993, 94? 93, 94, along when, there. when she's claiming this occurred? Yes. Okay, so, what it, so her testimony is very interesting. Yeah, and, and we don't want to get in detail because we're still keeping this uh, PG, okay? And so don't, don't talk about, uh, you know, the details, but it's very interesting what happened that she's claiming, remember, Weinstein is innocent until proven guilty, ladies and gentlemen, but this is her allegations. And what we're going to do is we're going to jump on what defense does to, to cross-examine her. And by the way, this is a little thing, and Todd and I know this as lawyers, the person cross-examining her is another woman. And, I, I, and they do that a lot of times on purpose because how would it look if a, if a man was you know, cross-examining this woman who, who seemed to have gone through a lot in, in, in dealing with this very powerful man, Mr. Weinstein, who was a producer uh, throughout Hollywood. If you recall last year during the Justice Kavanaugh confirmation hearing, the Republicans actually had a female prosecutor come in to question the accuser because the optic was better. And we're going to talk about that though later. Right, yeah. right after that, Weinstein brought a woman on his defense team for that purpose. Yeah, yeah. But there's some interesting things yes. that she's talking about, and we're going to bring that up uh, when we're back from the break. Uh, we got the uh, bottom of the hour news coming. Call us at 855 Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk and get involved. We'll be back. Yeah, we're glad you're listening to Radio Law Talk. That, that Radio Law Talk, that's a great level of involvement, but there's the chance for more. As Fred said, you can reach out on social media, any platform, and you can always call the show, and we'd love to hear from you as well. This is Radio Law Talk on your favorite station and on radiolawtalk.com. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, 
you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 800-617-9312 that's 800-617-9312 see how you can help What does Todd's cat see? Oh, that's stone. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. So we're talking about the Weinstein case, and one of this great, famous uh, Sopranos actress is uh, testifying, and what they do is they bring in people that testify of prior bad acts, and she's one of the witnesses of the bad acts. Yes, so, so, so none, of the, none of her testimony is going toward, and I may have misspoken when I was setting this up earlier, none of her testimony is going to the actual events that Weinstein is charged with. Right. This is to come in. Normally in a case, you're not allowed to bring in prior bad actions to say, well, if he did it then, he probably did it now, right? If you do a DUI trial, the jury doesn't hear about the defendant's prior DUIs, if they're alleged, until after they have determined whether or not the person's guilty on this current DUI. Then afterwards, they can find out about it if they have to prove the priors, but uh, so normally that doesn't come in unless the prosecution can say, look, this guy's got a pattern. He's predatory. He does this and this and this, and he does it all the time. And that's what these four people, and yesterday, and this week was the first, are testifying to about what he does and how he does it. And it, as Fred said, we're not going to get into the specifics. We'll just say generally what she's alleging right. is that in late 93, early 94, and the defense hammered on the fact that she couldn't be specific as to the date, that she had gone to an industry dinner with Weinstein. Weinstein gave her a ride home, and when he gave her the ride home, he forced his way into her apartment. This is the allegation. This is the allegation. Forced his way into her apartment and sexually assaulted her. Yeah, so let, we can get on a few details yes. that he was she, he was forcing himself and pushing her down and she said she was punching him and kicking him to get off. He forced her forced her uh, to do some some things and she basically at, at a point she says my body just shut down and I just you know like just gave in and I just uh, and that's I just didn't, you know, uh, and that's kind of her 
her mantra is what she said. That, that, that's, what, that's what she said. And look, the defense is going to point out, and they did a little bit in some of the uh, cross-examination. The defense is going to point out, one, though Harvey Weinstein, there, though there is a size disparity, um, defense is going to point out that your allegation is with one hand, he held your two hands over your head and then was able to do everything else, you know, disrobe himself and engage in all that conduct. And, and But with one hand, he held your your hands over your head. That's going to be, a, you know, right. open right. to interpretation as to whether or not he could have accomplished that with just the one hand. And this is the cross-examination of Weinstein's lawyer, who was a woman, yes. bringing this across, uh, across to her. Now, let's, let's make sure. I, there's eight separate things. I'm not trying yes. to interrupt you. Sure, go ahead. Go let's ahead. make sure we hit all eight. So the first one, they argue, is you don't remember the date. You, not only the, the month, you might not even remember the year. Sometime in 93, 94, mid, late 93, early 94. And she tried to come back and say, no, no, no. I, re- I remember it was late 93, early 94. Which kind of proves the point is right. yeah, but you can't mention the specific date. Right. Which, which let me let me tell you something. This is why that's big. Right. Because if you had gone to an industry function in ninety three ninety four, it ought to be pretty easy if you can remember the function that you went to to go back and find out what date it was. Yes. And by the way, uh, we're we're going to lay out again. These are allegations back at her. But there's going to be a, a psychiatrist that's going to testify we're going to talk about in a minute. But let's, here's important. The second thing she couldn't remember is the address of the building that she lived at. Yeah. She didn't remember that. Which so, would be very easy to get in a credit report. So that's that's another thing. And then also they they argue you were drinking a lot, weren't you, that night? And she said, no, I had one glass of wine. And this is on the cross-examination. They also said, isn't it true you sued your landlord? Your landlord sued you. Um, for $360,000, don't forget, this is all going to her veracity yes. or her ability to tell the truth or remember things. And again, this is just going to Weinstein also, what type of person he is. So they say they bring up this landlord issue where the landlord suitors for $360,000 in major damage that she caused to this landlord's home, and they're arguing that she concealed this in this, in this lawsuit, I mean, concealed... The, this uh, damage, apparently, to the landlord. Yes, but she did admit, she conceded there that, yes, this happened. On the drinking thing, the issue they also brought up, because she was trying to say, I only had one glass of wine, and they said, uh, well, weren't you on a film where your drinking was also brought up as an issue in your performance on the film? And that had to come up, too. Right. The next area where they get to, the, the next area that the defense gets to is, how she reacted immediately following this claim that she was raped by Weinstein. And this is where the defense really needs to be careful. That's exactly right, because they actually have experts, the prosecutor does, coming in, testifying what happens to rape victims and how they react. Exactly. First of all, they all react differently. And just because you don't act like a normal, quote, normal person would act, is not necessarily mean that you were not raped. You've heard me say, I said this last week, and I've said this all the time in, as a prosecutor for three years when I was prosecuting these cases, and this isn't the type of case that I will handle as a defense attorney. But there are as many different ways for somebody to react 
to being raped or being a victim of sexual assault as there are victims of sexual assault. There is no normal. Right. That's exactly right. So here's the here's the cross-examination. Yes. We're still in the cross-examination. Quote, when you woke up, did you go to the police? No. Her answer is no. And next question, when you woke up, did you go to the doctor? No. When you woke up, did you go to the hospital? No. And here's another interesting thing. At the time, okay, let's back. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, And she basically said, I just went through my life and pretended it never happened because I wanted to get back to my life. I resumed my life to the best of my ability. That's her argument. Remember also, by the way, we got to put ourselves back in that time period. Weinstein was a very powerful producer. And um, I'm not, again, we're, we're staying neutral, but you've got to take all this into consideration. Does she go out and say something about it or not? Also, um, because she, she said um, uh, she didn't call the police because he was someone I knew, and she actually thought uh, kindly of him and that he was a good person, and this kind of threw her for a loop. Now, here's the other interesting thing. And then she argues at another event, he tries to kind of make some passes at her too. And at the time, she was good friends with apparently Sylvester Stallone. And um, she was in the movie Copland with Stallone. Stallone and uh, who's that? Bob De Niro. De Niro, yeah, Robert De Niro. And they said, why didn't you go to Stallone and De Niro? I mean, they're there. They're your friends. Why don't you go to them and say, I have an issue here. Why? Please help me with Harvey. And, and she, what, what, she basically said, well, I, you know, I didn't. But, but then, you know, we're going to get into this in a little bit, but about uh, the psyche of a person who's been uh, raped or been molested. There was one other thing that she said here when asked, because she, she was asked about um, whether or not she felt that she had been raped at the time. And initially, she said no, that she did not feel like she had been raped. And she, her quote was, I would say at the time that I felt rape was something that happened in a back alley in a dark place by somebody you didn't know right. holding a gun to your head. Now, I don't know if the defense is going to raise this or not, but that's an interesting thing to say in 90, about an incident in 93 and 94, because if you remember, there was a very, very high-profile sexual assault case. It was one of the first ones that was on TV. It was the William Kennedy Smith trial that happened oh, down wow. at Ted Kennedy's compound in Florida. Right. And that was all about a date gone wrong. It was very similar to all this. And I think the defense would maybe counter... Well, wait a second. That might be true in 83 or 84, but by 93 or 94, there's a lot of public information and a lot of publicity about this kind of conduct that happened because of William Kennedy Smith and and that might cut against the idea that she thought it was this type of conduct. However, you can never get in somebody's mind and tell them what they are or not thinking, can you? Yeah, no, so... so and there's all this. The, the thing you always have to be careful of in these type of cases is hindsight's twenty twenty. Yes. She should have done this. She should have done that. And again, this is back early on when it was a little bit different. I hate to say it. There was there was uh, not the Me Too movement, and she was probably scared of of what uh, what he could have done. When we come back, 
we're going to talk about the expert psychologist testifies about myths concerning individuals that were assaulted either sexually or, or raped. And that's very interesting. So we'll be back after this. Interesting. There's more good stuff coming up right here for you on Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and on RadioLawTalk.com. So keep listening. We'll be right back. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Fancy Pants Peanut Butter? A big screen television? You haven't even bought a sofa yet. A motorcycle? When your father finds out, he's gonna flip his shoes with two buckles? What do you even need two buckles for? Mr. Big Shot, buying whiskey shots for everybody in the bar. From the looks of it, I'd say nobody even remembers. Feed the pig. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Keenan, and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure. Radio Law Talk is heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now. We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com. And we'll get right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info. Infectious diseases spread by pests like malaria, Zika, and Chagas disease are causing a worldwide health crisis. 
Fortunately, here at home, we don't face the same level of threat, but we shouldn't let our guard down. Mosquito-borne diseases like West Nile virus and Zika are impacting communities across the U.S., and Lyme disease spread by ticks is on the rise. Whether around the world or just around the block, get the facts you need to protect your family at PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of a concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. So Barbara Ziv is a uh, is an expert in psychology dealing with rape victims, um, and she is on the stand testifying on behalf of the prosecutors as to what uh, typical rape victims and everyone's different go through. And this is very interesting to read because this kind of follows in line what the witnesses are saying also. Uh, she first says that there's myths. Number one, uh, and there's an incorrect belief that most rapes are committed by strangers of the victims um, and, and that they generally resist their assailants. That's a myth, she testifies. And by the way, how is this, uh, this individual uh, psychologist, uh, psychiatrist, oh, psychologist uh, known so well for? She testified for the prosecution in... The Cosby case. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, she said also the vast majority of sexual assault victims don't promptly report what happened to them. Um, also, um, usually they don't always reveal their claim or remember exact details of the incident. Um, uh, and, and a lot of people, she states, believe that are, are victims of, of, of assault, that they can put this behind them and try to move on. As devastating as it is, they're going to just try to move on. I could see that also, especially if you're, uh, you know, this is back in the, you know, 80s, 90s, and there's a powerful person that's in the industry that you don't want to affect your acting When you think you have no recourse. Right. What else can you do? Right, right, right. But the other, and the reason they're doing this too, by the way, defense is just starting. There's all types of uh, friendly and even loving messages back and forth between the defendant in this, I mean, the, the defendant in this case and the person that's claiming that uh, they were assaulted. Again, uh, I can't remember, score, the Sopranos lady we just talked about, she, yes. she's just a, a cooperating. She's not, this is not about her. It's about this other individual. You know, one thing to keep in mind is that when people face a traumatic incident, regardless of what it is, there are one of two common ways that they respond. It's called fight or flight. And oftentimes, you don't know which one. You can say that you are one or the other. You don't really know which one you are until you find yourself in a situation where your response is one of those two type responses. And and look, if, if, if you've gone to dinner and the person has take, walked you to your door and you're done and they're an industry professional and you think that they're really great and then all of a sudden... This is happening to you. I think it's perfectly reasonable that maybe the 
flight or I would say the paralyzed, your mind goes somewhere else response would kick in. You can't say that that's not normal. There is no normal, but yeah. you know, you, not all people are going to fight. Yeah, no, and I and they all act differently. Yes. And, and so one of their, obviously the big argument of you didn't go to the police, you didn't call anyone, you didn't call Stallone, you didn't say to De Niro, you didn't talk to anyone, you didn't go to the doctor, but uh, this uh, expert is testifying is going to say, or basically said that that's not unusual, that they don't do that. Now, there's going to be battling experts. There's going to be experts you watch on the defense side. They're going to come up and, you know, oh, yeah. say the opposite. Seems like the, being a, a victim of a mass shooting and the hotel guy, the attorney says, well, how come you didn't run? How come yeah. you didn't hide? Yeah. How come you didn't do this? How come you're just second-guessing behavior that's not second-guessable, I don't think. Right. So anyway, we're going to move on from that because we got a million things to talk about. But but they also so they also cross-examined this expert. That's the, the, uh, the defense of Harvey Weinstein saying she's a blind expert. What's a blind expert? A blind expert is one basically that's not going to talk about this case. They're just talking about generalities, and yes. they go into how much money the the state has paid her, uh, and quite a bit of money to come in and testify. So that's coming up. Then the final witness is, and we're not going to get into detail of this, is the, a former board member of Harvey's in his company who, you know, I, I this is one I, I, you know, you take this with a grain of salt. They, they didn't like each other. He, you know, one person took another person's job. You know, oh, you took a, a you know, a movie that I should have had type of thing, or, and and they and they separate ways. Of course, he's got a bone to pick. I I don't know that I put a lot of credence into that. Um, and and um, you know, who who knows what's going to happen? But another interesting thing though is about uh, something I didn't know is um, the prosecution. Uh, what is their decision to show jurors a photo of the Weinstein with former President Bill Clinton uh, in their opening statement? And they said, you should throw this whole case out. I, you know, that's something I didn't know. But they're trying to say, hey, that's that's you in it also. So anyway, we want to get to case or no case, your favorite thing, because we didn't get it to our second hour. Cal, roll it. Here we go. Now it's time to play case or no case. Now I also take you to Los Angeles for case or no case. Back in the year 2008... A somewhat amply sized, in my opinion, woman, 52-year-old Macrita Patterson, worked at the Los Angeles Department of Transportation. And she thought for fun she would go to Victoria's Secret to buy some adventuresome underwear. So she got a thong that had some rivets in it, you know, just for decoration and appearance and so on. And she puts on the, uh, squeezes the underwear on and pop, a rivet comes off and smacks her in the eyeball, in the cornea causing an injury that did not require surgery but did need some medical treatment. She immediately said, well, it doesn't matter what the size is. It can't happen. This isn't right. And so I ask you, Todd Cunin, case or no case? I'm going to say that this is a case because, Cal, I just cannot imagine that you would be perusing for your own enjoyment and come across something like this if it didn't actually happen, what I know about you. So this, I, I will say, is a case. It's a riveting case. And, well, or a de-riveting case, yes. as it were. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, look, if, if, if you, ma'am, if you want to fool yourself that you're a size 7... It's, I'm sorry, Victoria's Secret ain't going to be held liable for that one. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, case, uh, plaintiff loses. 
Mr. Pen- Penny. Well, what what I, this is what you? I'm worried about. Yeah. I'm worried about that this is a scenario that Cal knew about when he was working at Victoria's Secret <laughs> a few years back. What is Victoria's Secret and, anyway? And, and, and I'm, I think he knows about it, and that's why I'm wondering. But it is so bizarre and off the wall that, you know, I, I just have to say it's a case. You, you've got to say it's a case because Cal does not make stuff like this up. And, and to make something like this up is just ridiculous. So I'm going to say it's a case. The rivet comes off. Now, is there an expectation of a rivet supposed to stay on? Now, I don't. We don't want to get details. We're still PG-13 here. Uh, no, we're we're going to PG-13. I want to stay PG. Um, so the question is, which part of the um, clothing item did the rivet come off of? Stop! Don't say anything else, guys. I'm. I'm I, I want you. Denise isn't here to protect uh, the integrity of the show. So, I'm thinking it came off the front hit her in the face i think it's a it's a scenario but not a case scenario but not a case scenario but not a case well that's good for those of you who say it was a case let's see <laughs> that would be todd that's that's uh, interesting todd that you would think that something like that would be a case because here's the here's the news yeah fred does it it's yes. a, it is a true story, but no case. Oh, I get two points. Oh, my gosh. In I fact, when it. she brought it up to them, she was just trying to work them for some more freebies. You know, she wanted. She said, give me some free underwear. Uh, so, but, but wait, there's more. Uh-oh. The day she filed, a Scotsman who wore kilts came in and said, you know, I got me the same pair of underwear, and it done the same thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually happened. That actually happened. Yeah, he said a rivet came off and got him. And he said, what oh. if I'd have worn it on me head, which I've been known to do? You know? <laughs> all, all, all I'm going to say is this. It's pretty, do we it's have pretty, to have a picture of this? It's, pre, it's pretty interesting that there's a Victoria's Secret case and Mr. Frederick of Hollywood gets the correct answer. Oh. That's, a, that's a great point. That is a great point. At any rate, so how this works out is... I get you. Uh, Guess who the guy's lawyer was, the Scotsman wearing the kilt? This is what I think is interesting. What? Who was this Because he said it hurt him in the land down under. And I thought, well, based on this lawyer, that doesn't surprise me. It was Gloria Allred. <laughs> so, Gloria Allred was the lawyer she, for the, she, she the down the under guy. For the, for, for the Scotsman who wore the kilt and said, you've got me too. Oh, my heavens. Uh, but do you it. think they call me McGregor the bong winner? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think you have. No, he had that. nothing to do with it. <laughs> From what I found, they didn't get me. All right, hey, join us. Hour number three, because we got a lot more going on. Todd and I are putting our deodorant on. We're going to take a little mouthwash, hit the bathroom, and we're going to talk about... Aerosmith drummer suing his buddies. That's bizarre. We'll be back. Stay tuned, folks. The third hour of Radio Law Talk's coming up. And if you don't get it on your local station, just go over to radiolawtalk.com and listen to our archive shows, which are usually put up just a day or two after the program. Thanks. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
This is Wayne Allen Root. The healthcare open enrollment period has ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up now with Liberty Health Share. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they're not insurance. That means you can sign up at any time of the year. Liberty Health Share is no network. You're free to pick your own doctors, hospitals, providers, and there are no contracts. Starting as low as $199 per month, Liberty Health Share has memberships for singles, couples, and families of any size. I joined. I'm a member. My four children are members. Liberty Health Share saves me $18,000 each year compared to what I was paying for health insurance. Liberty Health Share is a nonprofit ministry. Your money goes towards helping other members with their eligible medical expenses. And in your time of need, other members are there for you. You can feel good knowing you're part of the community of like-minded individuals who understand the importance of people coming together to bear one another's burdens. For more information, call 855-58-LIBERTY, 855-58-LIBERTY, or go to libertyhealthshare.org slash Wayne Root. That's libertyhealthshare.org slash Wayne Root.